Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 572. And tonight, Sasha... <gasps> yes! Oh, yeah. We've got an unenveloping. Yes. We're going to be looking at LMDE 3 Linux Mint Debian Edition because I really want to be using Linux. Stick around. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Recordings are trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5 TV streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, Plex, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash I-A-I-B. You know, I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. Or this morning, depending, depending on where you're watching from, when you're watching. Exactly. But it is so great to be here each and every week. It's true. I'm Robbie Ferguson. I am Sasha Rickman. And we sent Jeff home because your microphone... Yes. Your so microphone you, was completely I can, like, kaputs. I can, like, do this. I'm assuming you're not hearing crackling. No crackling? Is- we can... I can dance if I wanna. Do 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 do. Nice. Don't know the words. Friends don't dance and they Chat room do. says there's okay. a whole bunch of crackle. They did not. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Wah, wah. So before the okay. show, we had a great time on a Google Hangout. So I patrons, viewers, subscribers on YouTube were able to join in a Google Hangout where I actually finally the- dissected your microphone's little unit nice and you fixed it that's why there's no crackle yeah no that's exactly right so each microphone see how we uh, yes uh, Uh. so this is a phantom power pack so what it does is it takes an xlr 48 volt signal off of our mixing console brings it down into a little itty bitty cable that is our microphone right and powers our microphone we have 48 volts of electricity going through our brains right now so that unit yes. was defective. And Th- that's this? what was causing the crackle. Your unit. Yeah. Hmm. But yours is different from Jeff and mine. Two right. different eras of Category 5. Because you started in Season 5? Yes. So that's when we got you a mic. So mine was like... And yours was... So fresher? Was, mine was newer? Yours was newer from like... The next, yours was microphone, the next, the next generation. generation. Yeah. So it's not compatible in that we can't unplug mine and plug in yours kind of right. thing. Right. That's why you always have to use your pack. Oh, Be- I thought it was like pack. a germaphobe thing. No, you know. That's so crazy the whole time, all, all literally. Time. Like, Ever Sasha, that's not five, your mic. I've, like, I've never realized that it was a they're just technical thing. They're I just, really thought he just didn't want my germs in any way near work. anybody else's mic. It just doesn't work, Sasha. So I took it apart on a live Google Hangout. Okay. And found the problem. Oh. What was causing the static. It's that it got twisted and the cable got damaged. Sometimes they dance. So I cut out the cable and I tried... I know, I know. <laughs> it, it happened. It rewind a little bit. And... Cut out that cable and started resoldering a new cable, and it wasn't holding to the board, and it's it's not meant for you. It, there's no user serviceable parts inside. Oh, and I'm a rookie soldering guy at best. I I have seen your skills develop. Developing. <laughs> Developing. It's a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yes. In and of itself, uh, and uh, fortunately for my sake, just you know, being a, an internet celebrity of sorts. Um, the video recording for some reason didn't end up getting recorded (laughs) and so there's no record whatsoever of the soldering job that robbie did so if you were joining us in that google hangout then you are one of the few chosen who was able to experience that firsthand so that's that's the story i'm sad i missed it oh it was i was at work working it was fantastic so that's that's what i was doing before the show 
Okay. Working on trying to solder this thing. It didn't take. It just wasn't going to work. Right. The, the, the circuitry. And here's the thing. Made. If the circuitry is not made for fixing, then mm. there's nothing you could have done. It's this, this disposable is... mentality. That's right. Like, hey, once it's broken, just throw it out and buy a new one. That's where things are at as far as consumerism. That's an Apple way of thinking of things. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, oh. Not not too keen on that. That's why I want to learn. That's why I want to be a maker and a right. fixer and be able to fix these things. I want to get to the point where, yeah, I can take that apart and fix it. Some and you'll, folks, you'll, you'll be there. I'll get there. Yeah. You have to start small. You'll come along with me, right? When you were born, you didn't even know how to walk. And look, you've been doing that like what are you a pro. About? I've been doing See? that for years. See? So you'll be a master oh, salt. Oh, lucky world. community. Marshman took screenshots of the... Uh, of the Google Hangout, which... Um, it's going to, they're going to be printed on to Christmas cards. Hold and on one second. I'm send. hacking into Marshman's computer. Oh, there. Delete. Deleted your entire hard drive. Sorry about that. <laughs> Never happened, folks. Never happened. But anyways, as I mentioned, we had to send Jeff home because we only have two microphones tonight. Yep. That's the story. That's and the story. I got one. Nice to see Kay. everybody. Um, Dennis Kelly says I'm great at soldering. That um, I know Dennis was having some technical difficulties there. Obviously, he wasn't able to His see. His screen was anything. off. You could just Nothing hear it. Was, he was unable to see anything. Um, that's, okay. That's what it okay. Well, I can give you like a little bit of a rundown on how sometimes things just don't work out the way you expect them to. Okay. So you may know that I had to get my tooth fixed. You might know that. I remember this. How's your headache? Okay. My headaches have disappeared. Oh, fantastic. They're, it's incredible. I didn't realize that the tooth that was the problem is also connected to like this branch of... bones connected to the... Yeah, it's like a branch bone. of nerves that like go like this and one of them is in your eye. So the sure. problem was I was having migraine-like headaches because my eye wasn't working because my tooth was so irritated. It was sending like pulses i don't know through my nerves feeling like a headache this explains why the viewers were always asking why you're winking at them <laughs> that's right also why like i haven't tried my contacts again since but i thought it was my contacts because it right. happened around that's the right. same time okay i was getting it these headaches off, yeah the contacts set off the the tooth toothache. problem what anyway <laughs> so i didn't even realize the level of pain i was in because i I'm kind of like a frog in that way. Like you can add pain and I don't really realize it until the pain is gone. And then I, I've been eating things. I've been eating sweet things. I've been drinking hot coffee. I've been Wonderful. drinking cold water. Nice. I feel great. This is not where it, it ends though. So back to your soldering job. Yes. I was at the dentist. Yeah. I oh, wonder I if hope we have... he was more skilled with well, the tools than I am. Here's, he is amazing. I mean, this dentist is is great. And you can do everything right. And sometimes things just don't work exactly as they should. They couldn't get the bleeding to stop oh, inside no. my mouth. And so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's something wrong. Oh. So, so they put freezing in. <laughs> and then they put more freezing in. Oh, and dear. then, like, everything is silent. Oh, and he has, like, a little assistant. Not a little assistant. A wonderful assistant. Who's there, like, handing him something out of eye view. And I don't know what it is. And there's suction going on. And then, finally, he's just like, I just need to be frank with you. I can't stop the bleeding. <laughs> oh. Okay. So what did they have to do? He did say, do you want to take a selfie? I did. Um, At that point? <laughs> around the same time, because I was oh, okay. joking with them with my thumbs, because oh, yeah. that was my only mode of communication. Isn't that nice how the dentist will speak with you? Yeah, and while like, you, you know, they've got your, your mouth all pried open, and the, that's when they start asking questions. The worst part of any dentist visit is the fact that I think I'm pretty hilarious. And, <laughs> so you're like, oh, and so I'm thinking all of these funny... Remember that time when we did the show with those things in our mouths? I'm thinking all these really funny things I want to say, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I can't. Anyway, couldn't stop the bleeding, so there's like a temporary fix in there right now. Oh, okay. This comes back to the microphone. He is a trained professional. Yes. Right? Yeah. And he couldn't do that thing. I see where you're going with this. Right? Ah, A trained professional. Robbie, it's okay. Robbie, you've soldered like, you can count on one hand, right? Like a few times. Pretty much. You cannot beat yourself up Mm. about not being able to fix. I don't beat myself up. The intricacies. I will get better, Sasha. Yes. I will get better. Yeah. But the disappointment comes from, here's 
th- th- there will be a point in my abilities as a solderer yeah. where I can fix those things that normally a normal person, if you will, or, you know, me would have to just replace because it's a replaceable mentality. I have a TV sitting behind us here. You guys can't see this, but it's here. We've got a big flat screen TV that was given to us because it's broken. Right. And I'm determined that one day we're going to have a TV on the wall that I've fixed because I'm going to get to that point. Because yes. then all of a sudden you're, you're free of that whole disposable mentality. Right. I mean, with your phones and things, it's a little different. I tried fixing my phone and it didn't work. My fix did not take. But something like a TV, sure, I can, I'm yeah, sure you can I'll fix eventually that. get to the point where I can fix that. See? For sure. So... Um, is there a way you can show, like, one of the selfies I took? Can you do that? Absolutely. Okay, good. Oh, thank you. Cause there you are. Because that's a really super um, fun time with the <laughs> dentist. <laughs> All right. Speaking of tearing into something, this has been sent to us, Sasha. Yay! Michael Arnold. Michael Arnold. Sent us this, and would he refused to let me know what it is? Oh, really? Just said, you know, I ordered something for you off Amazon. I presume it's, it's off uh, Amazon, yeah. and sent it to us. But I have no idea. Do you want to just open it up and see what it is for the next hour? Thanks, Sasha. Michael. Michael is a viewer of Category Five TV, a patron as well. We appreciate your support Thank very, you. very much. What do we have? A box. It's a box. It's okay. This is. <gasps> I'm un- doing an unboxing. Ooh. It's me this time. And this is like a. This is an unenveloping. Don't don't, o- don't open that because it'll ruin it for you. Oh, does you. this tell you what it? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it says Amazon gift note from Michael Arnold. Now Sasha can be seen with her bright smile. Bring on the Sasha show <laughs> from DJ Wheels, aka Mikel. Thank you, Michael. What do you got? I don't, I don't know. What is? Oh, I do know. Oh, cool! Thank you. Oh, I'd seen these, but I hadn't actually ever tried one. This is a studio bulb. You know the giant bulbs that we have in our lamp? Yes. But these are LED. <gasps> Neat. I love it. You guys see that? Can I, can I like get right? Look at that. There are so many LEDs on this. I feel like I'm spinning corn on the cob in the butter right now. I'm eager to try that. Can out. we plug it Sash? in now, ish? Like I, on the camera? I don't know. How, I have a lamp. Do we plug it into a lamp? Can we? Here, you gnaw at that with your teeth. Get the plastic wrap off of it. And Robbie will just kind of mercy on over here. The cool thing about studio bulbs is that they're 5,500 Calvin um, sunlight balanced. Okay? So what that means is that the lighting here in the studio yeah. is not like this. This is 3,200. Uh, just an incandescent bulb. So uh, a 5,500 Calvin is, is like, it's genuinely like sunlight. Okay. Okay, you want to pop that in the base there? It's the real deal, folks. Have you ever seen Anchorman? Yeah, years like with ago. the I Love Lamp? Okay. I have no idea what you're talking okay. about, though. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. It's the moment of truth. Don't stare directly into the sun. Oh! Oh, it's so bright! It's blinding me! I'm going to get a sunburn. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> It's really nice. It's re- you know you. when you're in the car, though, and you put the visor down because it's super, super bright, the sun, as it's setting? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what this is. It's really bright. Wow. There's no weird shadows on my face. No, that got rid of the <laughs> shadow. Every shadow. That's going to be the show from now on, folks. <laughs> not that y'all... Check out the glare. Yeah. Wow. I have a Thank weird you, Michael. That's awesome. Thing. So we uh, traditionally have used um, fluorescent... Um, sunlight balanced bulbs here but some of the patrons were looking at um, some of the available options and said well LED is the new way to go now one they save a lot of electricity um, two they don't flicker right. like 
fluorescent bulbs tend to, although at 55 to 6,000 um, Kelvin, Kelvin? Kelvin. What it, no, Cal, K. I'll say K. I think it's K- Calvin. Calvin? It's not Kelvin because it would be very, very hot in here. Um, it, it would, um, it, it, they don't flicker as much. Right. But these absolutely do not flicker. And of course, you're meant to get a long, longer life out of that as well. Cool. Wow. I, that was unexpected. Calvin. So I apologize for stepping off the set here, folks. But I, um, that's cool. Mm. I'm really happy that we're not doing the news next because I can't see a thing right now. Are you blind now? I told you, don't look into the light, It's really hard not to. Don't look into the light. Um, Garby is is really kind in the chat room talking about my soldering job, referring back. Yes. And there's so many things that I like about Garby, but not today. Not today. Not today. (laughs) Wow. That's cool. Michael, thank you. And thank you to everyone who supports Category 5 TV. That's a cool gesture, and that's something that we needed because we had one of our bulbs blow up, and I just mentioned it on the air, and now we've got a replacement for that one, bu- one bulb. Every that's time we get perfect. a package, can we just open it, like, on air? Sasha, like- I have three more packages over there. I have no idea what they are. Can we just, just like grab at random gra- open things? We get so things? many things, like, from sponsors and partners and... and and supporters of Category 5 TV. A lot of times, though, I do the unboxing live on the air. Now, this was a different case because it came from a viewer. I did it this time. It was a different case. And that that is a different scenario because we're not meant to unbox it on behalf of a company. Right. right? Makes sense. Very cool. I seriously, I can't see the computer screen. I can't see the camera in front of me. (laughs) So we'll take a really quick break. When we come back, we are looking at the latest from Linux Mint. It's called L. M-D-E Cindy Stick around For a limited time, get your hands on limited edition shirts from the Category 5 TV network. These high-quality shirts are manufactured by Teespring, a fundraising website, and your purchase will help support the shows we produce. Get yours today and send us your pictures to be featured on the corresponding show. Visit cat5.tv shirts to support us and get your official network shirt today. cat5.tv shirts. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 572. It's nice having you here. Sasha and I are looking at Linux again. Yes. You are you're going back to school. Yes. I am going back to school. So, what does that mean as far as like your need for computers and It means that this computer which has been here um, weekly, yeah, been, just hanging out here until each show. It's my that you leave at the studio for use on the on, air. Exactly. I'm gonna have to bring it with me um, at the end of each show and bring it back for each show. Back and forth. Right like for actually school. Get use out of the thing. Yeah. Cool. Like I'm actually gonna have to use it for homework. And you're using an old version of Ubuntu Mate that we installed long right. ago. Like I mean, that was ages ago on the air. Exactly. So. I'm at this point where I'm very envious of you because you have Linux exclusively. It's true. Exclusively on your computer. I have this terrible thing where, hey, you know, I need to do video editing. Right. DaVinci Resolve has come a long way. And I'm so dreaming of a day when I can just go entirely exclusively linux and not touch windows ever again that's my dream obviously our telestream wirecast unit is running windows it's either that or mac right right um, and uh but my laptop i also have to have windows 10 on it because i do a lot of my editing on my laptop right so you maybe have tuned into new every day from category 5 tv that show is produced on my laptop 
that's how I do it because I don't want to be working 24 seven. I want to be able to sit with a cup of coffee on my back deck. And I actually do that right. sit on my back deck with the birds chirping and the cicadas going and work on new every day. And, and that's, that's my Tuesday night. That's cool. Yeah. But I'm stuck on windows. So mm-hmm. Sasha, I needed to help me and I need the community to help me figure out, well, how can I switch to Linux exclusively? You can borrow my laptop. Perfect. (laughs) Problem solved. See? End of show. Just like that. So the question becomes like, what is Linux and how does Linux differ from Windows and why do you need to do it? Um, Linux is an alternate operating system for your computer. So when you go out and buy your computer, you can keep using Windows if that's what came with it. Or you can wipe it out completely and put Linux on it. Well, why would you want to do that? I just want to interrupt you with like the way I visualize the difference between the two, which I don't know if is accurate. But in my mind, Windows is like one person sitting on the top of the company and being like, you guys all have to do this. I have all the ideas. You have to buy this. Nothing else will work. (laughs) And then Linux is like like a group of hands just like lifting a company up and nobody's on the top. The end. Linus Torvalds is there pushing the PRs. Yeah. Um, I like, like the idea of the, <laughs> the kind of the analogy. Right. I see Linux in that regard as more, and, and uh, totally along that line, but it's so community driven. Right. That it's like, hey, you've got an idea? Oh, I love that idea. Right. Let's, oh, I, I know how to do that. So you give me your idea. I'll, I'll actually make it happen. How, what do you think? See. Do you like it? Sweet, let's give it to the world, right? And that's kind of this community feel of Linux is that everything is built by the community. Right. So when you have ideas, when I have ideas, those ideas can be shared. If I'm not a programmer, I can share them in the forums and things like that. And developers then pick up those ideas and create the software. It's so community-minded. It's such a wonderful platform. And it's so rock-solid. Now, I need to decide how I can make that switch completely. And right. my caveat is that I need to be able to do video editing, plain and simple. And I mentioned DaVinci Resolve. It's come a very long way. I love the color correction capabilities of it, but mm-hmm. the editing is not yet lacking. It's just not yet. Yeah, but they're getting there. Right. commercially backed piece of software. Do you have an idea that you can just throw out there that somebody can... I want to look at various Linux flavors over the next several weeks. Okay. We've looked at, we've had multiple Linux distributions installed and we've compared them side by side and said, let's try this, let's do that. We've done yeah. installations of things like Ubuntu Mate. We've done installations of Linspire and, and things like that. Uh, even Debian. And <laughs> then went on our way. But can we, as a community, can we look at various distributions and see what one is going to work best for right. me and somewhere along the way you might say oh well the one that Robbie thinks is going to work best for him isn't really the one for me but that other one that they showed three weeks ago that one that's the one that I want to get this is going to be a great series of shows this reminds me a little bit of when everybody got together when I was building the computer mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Dave and everybody just put their input in and it turned into this incredible machine Absolutely. well that's what's going to happen with you is we're going to we're going to go through all of these mm-hmm. different ideas people are going to throw their ideas at us we'll try them out and you're going to end up with an incredible system. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I can't wait to get that freedom. Um, So we know that I need to be able to do video editing. Yes. But let's look at some of the distributions that are available out there. And maybe you don't need to do video editing, but you might want to see what is out there. So tonight, as we kick off this series, I'm going to be looking at LMDE3, aka Cindy from Linux Mint. Linux Mint has created this distro and called it LMDE, which stands for Linux Mint Debian Edition. So okay. their developers have said, well, what would happen? Here's a scenario. Let's just put this out there, guys. What would happen if Ubuntu ever folded, disappeared, went commercial? Then where would that leave Linux Mint? Right. Linux Mint being based on Ubuntu. Right. Well, Debian is a rock-solid OS that, in fact, Ubuntu is based upon. 
So let's skip that Ubuntu step and let's bring out a distribution that is still Linux Mint, but that is based on the very thing that Ubuntu itself is based on. Cutting out the middleman. That's right. Right? Um, So LMDE is just that. And it's still young. I mean, we're version 3 versus version 19 of Linux Mint based on Ubuntu. Um, But it's coming along very, very well. And I'm excited about this one because Linux Mint has always been a very good one as far as the um, cosmetic appearance. I really like a good, sleek, attractive-looking OS. Right. One of the things that put me on to elementary at the office was the fact that it's really, really nice looking. Now, as I've been using it over the past couple of years, I've found that the little quirks in elementary are what really drive me away from it. Uh, Why I would not want it on my desktop myself. Some like tiny hiccups in the... Ah, Things like I have three monitors in front of me. Right. And when I drag a window from one monitor to the other, there's about a four inch gap between each monitor. Right. That's not actually physically there, but it's there in the software. So when I drag something, there's like this black abyss that I have to drag it beyond. Right. When I move my mouse from one monitor to the other, it doesn't handle them well. And the reason it doesn't handle them well is because elementary doesn't handle multi-monitor support where it's a mix of horizontal and vertical monitors. Okay. If you've ever seen my desk, I have monitors that are turned on their side. And so it sees that and says, oh, well, there should be this much space. And so it doesn't work. So on my desktop, I don't like elementary, but that's what I'm stuck using for now. On my laptop, I want something that's just as sleek, but I want it to be rock solid. I want it to do very, very well for me. And I want it to be something that I can feel comfortable on. Right. LMDE is based on Debian, and I love Debian. It's all I use on my servers. Um, I would never, I just can't. I've tried Arc, and I've tried to get into Gen 2, and I've tried BSD, and I've tried um, YUM-based systems like um, like CentOS and Red Hat, and, and I just... Right. And o- OpenSUSE is another one that I've tried, and I just can't get into it. I just can't... I, I love Debian. I absolutely love Debian. So okay. when I'm working with Ubuntu and things like that, I can, I can feel at home on Ubuntu. I can feel at home on elementary because it's based on Ubuntu, which is based on Debian. I can feel at home on Linux Mint, especially their des- uh, their Debian edition. Okay. Because it's based on on Debian. Yes. And if that means nothing to you, if you don't even know what Debian is, it doesn't really matter because it's all a, a matter of personal preference. Exactly. But once you've tried various Linuxes, just know that there are the granddaddy Linuxes that other Linuxes are based upon. And right. when I say based upon, it's not like, oh, well, we liked what they did 15 years ago, so we're going to copy some of that and improve on it. No, it's actually based on it. So so which ones are they? They're Debian, right? Debian, uh, Red Hat, SUSE, like all these. Those, ca- those I, are like I the big ones. Debian. And then There's Debian. Debian. I don't know any of the other ones. Debian is the one. So, But Debian is like um, elementary. Well, yeah. Ubuntu. Right. Ubuntu is elementary, Linux Mint, a bunch of other flavors, um, obviously Ubuntu Mate, um, Zubuntu, all of the yeah. like, uh, Kubuntu, all of those are based on Ubuntu, which is based on Debian. Got it. So let's just get in here and just take a quick look. Now, I have not installed this. I'm just using it on a USB flash drive. And this is one of the nice things about Linux is that you can just buy a 16 gig flash drive and install Linux to it. Um, and you can just boot it up, try it out. Even if, even without wiping Windows, you can try it and see if you like it. So that's what we're doing tonight. So this is LMDE, and it has the branding of Linux Mint. It just looks like it. And it's version 3, a.k.a. Cindy. And it's pretty zippy, even from my cheap little USB flash drive. And it looks sleek. So this is the operating system. So you think in terms of Microsoft Windows or Mac OS, well, this is a replacement for that. This is... L-M-D-E. So let's get in under okay. the hood. Um, right out of the box, we've got GNU Image Manipulation Program. Super. Uh, yeah, what does that look like? It's 2.8, so it's an older version. Um, but hey, you can always... Uh, you can just upgrade that, can yeah. you? Well, you can. And the, th- the difference here is that we're using LMDE, which is based on Debian, versus Linux Mint, which is based on Ubuntu. So Ubuntu's version supports PPAs. So okay. you can more easily get those 
more current things if you use a PPA repository. This is Debian-based. Right. So you're limited to what is available in the Debian repositories, or you can find the DPK, uh, the deb file, right. or you can, um, you can install it from source. So it's, it's a little bit of a different way to do it, just as far as that goes. But it comes with it. 2.8 is not obsolete by any stretch, but 2.10 would blow your mind. What do we got? Firefox web browser? We're not talking like Ice Weasel or anything. Like, this is the real deal. YouTube.com. Does YouTube work out of the box? That's my question, Sasha. That's a, a good test. Let's go to Category 5 TV. And let's go there. All right. Right out of the box. There she goes. Oh, that's live. Whoa, that's trippy. That's weird. I clicked on the live video. Just broke the internet. <laughs> it's, a, it's a causality loop. <laughs> All right, so YouTube works right out of the box, and it's zippy, eh, guys? Like, this is pretty darn good, and I'm just... I'm literally just booting from a USB flash drive. I never right. had to install it. You'll notice that on my desktop, I've got an install Linux Mint button, which if I've decided, hey, this is the one, I can get rocking on it. Uh, what else does it come with? Okay, so internet, we've got hex chat, cool. Thunderbird is for email. It's like an Outlook Express kind of thing, but it has plug-in extensions and add-ons, so you're able to take it one step further, add calendaring and things like that. However, it does not support things like Zimbra, there's no Zimbra connector for Thunderbird, which I'm really disappointed in the Zimbra development team for not having proper support for Zimbra connector on Linux. Very disappointed in you folks. We need to see Evolution um, support it. But it's still an email client. If you've got Gmail or whatever, you can use that. Transmission is for BitTorrents. Cool, it comes with it. Microsoft Office clone called LibreOffice. There it is, Sasha. It comes with it out see? of the box. Cool. Yeah. Let's go into Calc because Calc is like the Excel clone, if you will. I, I hate to use the word clone, but it kind of is. I mean, it opens and saves to Excel format. It works right. with the same formulae. And it is, in all essences, Excel. What do you see on your screen? I mean, it, that's what it looks right. like to me and that's how it operates i mean it uses the same sum equations and formulas and everything else that's calc and there's yeah. also writer which is like microsoft word, word. If, and i only say that because if you're coming from microsoft windows i want you to know that there's an alternative that is free like keep that in mind this entire operating system including all the software that i'm looking at right now is totally free 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 <laughs> You can bold it, Free. underline it. Oh, my goodness. What can't you do? This is good. I want it to be very clear. Free. Free as in dollars. Free as in beers. <laughs> no free beer is they will provided. Get, they will give you free beer. They won't. <laughs> they won't. They probably won't. But understand that when something is free, you didn't have to pay for it. Then you can afford to get your own. Free as in beer. Free as in also the freedom aspect. Exactly. what I should say. Because you are free to share it. If you love it. That's true. Give it to Sasha. Give it to your family members and everything else. You're free to share it. Uh, okay. Moving along the list here. Real quick. Just a rundown. I love the way it looks. Sasha, I've got to be it, honest. It looks good. It's intuitive. It looks user-friendly. Looks good. I don't see anything out of the box that I dislike. What are all these icons? Okay, Firefox. These look like favorites. Software manager. What's that? That's going to be just the basic manager. I would prefer to use Synaptic for sure. Does it come with it? It does. So I can just run Synaptic Package Manager. That's the one I prefer. That's how you install programs on Linux. One of the right. package managers. Cool. So if this, something's missing, you can just search for it and add it. Would this do the video editing you wanted to do? Like, is um, it's possible? I mean, because DaVinci Resolve is available for Linux, it's not Linux's problem. It's right. that we need software that is good enough. Got it. And DaVinci Resolve, I only mentioned because they're probably the closest to a proper video editor right now on Linux. Um, so that's probably where I'm going to start going. One thing that I do want to know is. What we see when we go Mint Meta Codex. 
So this is a package that doesn't come pre-installed and it adds all the packages required for multimedia support in Linux Mint. So if you want to be able to play videos, if you want to be able to play proprietary file formats, mark that for installation, say mark, and then apply. And what that's going to do is it's going to download those meta things, codecs and everything else, and it's going to install them on your computer for you on Linux Mint or LMDE in this case. Right. Really quickly, really easily. It says it's only going to take 28 seconds to be able to get that support. Incredible. So I'm kind of impressed right now. If you haven't looked at LMDE yet, I think it's worth giving it a chance at least to look at it. Um, if you're new to Linux, I would, I would recommend that you instead look at uh, Linux Mint um, if you're interested in the look of this and the feel of this. And right. the reason I say that is because it's more polished. It's even more polished. It's got a much bigger community and um, it is based on Ubuntu, which is a little more user-friendly when it comes to things like setting up graphic drivers and stuff like that. When you say a bigger community, like if you had it, like say I have it on my mm -hmm. laptop. Yeah. Now I default a lot of my questions to you, sure. right? You are my community. And where do I get the answers? I go to the forums. I right. go to Okay, so that's what the community is, sure. right? So if I were if I didn't know you and I was here and I had a question, I would just I would go to a forum and that forum would have the answers. Absolutely. That yeah. okay. And if not, you ask the community and they get back to you and Okay. You know, it's it's the, again that community feel of Linux where hey, you just ask other users. You you've got me and you ask me a lot of right. questions and that's cool. But, but you may want to get under the forums and try that out too. Right. And if you're watching, you can also ask Garby. Just, yeah, just so you know, it's not just, it's email. not just me. Live at category5.tv. And mm -hmm. Garby, yes, of course. <laughs> I would go to you. Um, I would go to the chat room for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we, and that again comes back to community. Category 5 has a great community and we've got a lot of Linux users as well. Random funny chat room thing. I don't, I don't typically, I can't, typically through the week go into the chat room mm -hmm. when we're not live, but I have... It's like called work. I know. Yeah. Life. Uh, um, I have gone into the chat room at, at times, mm -hmm. and I... Like, it, it was, like, the first time I actually realized that it still exists outside of the time we're here. Oh, okay. My mind was, like, blown. I was so happy. My heart exploded. I was like, okay, good. If I ever have a question, <laughs> this is where I'll be. There you go. Check out Linux Mint or LMDE, two different pieces of software, Linux Mint being based on Ubuntu, LMDE being based on Debian. Get them at linuxmint.com. All right, you ready to head over to the newsroom? I certainly am. I think I've got everything all set and ready to go, and you yes. are good to go. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category5.tv newsroom. Mozilla says it will soon be modifying its Firefox browser to block all user trackers on websites by default. Windows on ARM is now a thing. Uber says it plans to focus more on its electric scooter and bike business and less on cars despite the fact it could hurt profits. And gene editing hopes for muscular dystrophy. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston. Yaman. Yeah, you're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? Just because Jeff is confused doesn't mean you have to be. Visit cat5.tv slash dreamhost to sign up for unlimited web hosting for your website with unlimited email accounts, MySQL databases, the latest version of PHP, WordPress, and more, and even a free domain name registration. It's less than $6 per month, so sign up today. cat5.tv slash dreamhost. This is the Category5.tv newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. I'm Sasha Rickman, and here are the top stories we're following this week. Mozilla says it will soon be modifying its Firefox browser to block all user tracking on websites by default. 
Mozilla VP of Product Strategy Nick Nugent said on Thursday, in the near future, Firefox will, by default, protect users by blocking tracking while also offering a clear set of controls to give our users more choice over what information they share with sites. The move will see an initial trial of the feature in September, and should that work out, the Firefox 63 rollout will include a component to immediately block slow-loading trackers. By the time Firefox 65 is released, Mozilla says that it hopes to have all cross-site tracking blocked by default. The move means a shift by Mozilla from the more passive do-not-track system that relies on sites to recognize the, the notice and disable their trackers to an active feature that will instead block tracking by default and require the user themselves to opt in to the website's trackers. Users will have the option to enable trackers by default. Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, IE, and Apple Safari also support a do not track option in their browsers. The planned update would, however, make Firefox the most aggressive browser when it comes to thwarting trackers. Mozilla contends that the decision is more ab about more than privacy. The developer notes that the slow loading trackers are to blame for some pages taking as much as 50% more time to fully load than they would otherwise. Eugen goes on, some sites will continue to want user data in exchange for content, but they will now have to ask for it. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. Well, I worry because, okay, so there's the idea that the sites will load faster because there's no trackers. But, you think so? But. That seems far-fetched to me. Well, I wonder, what do you give up? Like, okay, so trackers are there to sell your stuff, right? They track you and then they... They're way, privacy yeah. stealers, aren't they? It's not always a bad thing, though. Right. Like, we have, for example... Um, now, we don't do banner ads. Well, there are ads on the site, but not really. Like, they're not tracker ads and things like that. We used to use Google Ads on our website. Right. And I do use Google Ads on other websites, like um, the other websites that I own. Mm-hmm. And... What happens is, is if you go on Amazon and you do a search for something, yeah. then you go to my website and you're seeing ads for that same product. And it's meant to incentivize you to... Make the purchase. Yeah, to make the purchase that you, you're already interested in. <laughs> this is assuming that you're not Sasha. Sasha only searches her things in the five minutes before she's about to buy it. And then by the time she sees all the ads, right. she already owns it. But and then yeah. and then you get like a million ads like here's this tent tent that you've been looking at. I'm like, wait, no, I own it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already bought. I already said no to that one and bought the other one. Like, and so that can be annoying. But yeah. so it's not always malicious, right? No, it's it's a lot of times it's just to sell ad space, and and that in and of itself helps free distribution and free media we we've got to realize that the web is free right we want the web to be free right i am guilty of it where if i'm looking on google news and i click on a news article that's of interest to me and it says you need to sign up back and click on the next news article that is related to that same story i too am that person yeah and i think a, <laughs> a lot of us are so if we hate that if we hate having to sign up and we hate having to in some cases pay Right. Like, hey, you've already read four articles on our site. Now you need to buy a subscription if you want to read our newspaper. I'm That's like, a real mm, thing. I'll find because it Because these companies else. are trying to figure out how they can pay their staff. Exactly. So if we could just... It's such a catch-22. That's the because thing. it's not always benign. Right. But it quite often is. So if you block it verbatim, or just all, all across right. the board then you're hurting the little guys. These things that are free, it's not like people wake up in the morning and they're like, ah, I already have a million dollars. I just want to do things for free for people, except for, well, we don't have a million dollars. We want to do free things. But, if I okay. had a million so, dollars. You have to make money somehow. And a lot of times it's with ads. And Absolutely. so a lot of times that's with trackers. So it's, That's what it's, they're for. So now if you block the trackers, does the advertiser... Does the advertising revenue drop? And I think the answer is going to be yes. I what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think that what's going to end up happening, because you have to opt in to having it done, right? You have to opt into your tracking. But the, the benefit of opting in would be, I think, that there's going to be more in some incentives to opt in, right? 
Because if you opt out... Yeah, like if you go to my website and it says click here to opt in to this service. Right. I guess it depends on how easy it is for the programmers to Im- implement that. Yeah. What I have my doubts about is the claim that websites will be significantly faster in that... I, that feels like a jab at like Google. Hey, Google, you guys are slow. Right. So I just ran a scan. I, I, wanted, I went to web page test dot org and i ran a scan on nems linux because nems linux i do have google ads on the website uh, okay my first byte is doing pretty miserably but i've got a across the board so let's see this is called a waterfall and this shows me where things are running slow so that i know the performance of my website and where i can make improvements right so the first byte of course happens at nemslinux.com and then it goes out and it gets google's fonts it gets um font awesome a whole bunch of other assets. Um, our CDN is cdn.zechariah.com. How cool is it that I was able to get my son his name.com? So cool. He's too young for it yet, but when he's older, he will this appreciate it. It's going to be a big that, deal. Right? Um, so, but for now, we use it as our CDN, Content Distribution Network, if you're not familiar with the term. Okay, so let's see. We've got Google Tag Manager is happening there. Where, where is there a performance hit? Let's scroll down. Here's a performance hit. It's happening at googleads.doubleclick.net. They're right. Is it 50%? No, it's not 50%. It's 792 milliseconds. But that's pretty significant. YouTube is also a pretty big hit, but of course being a video website, it's to be expected. Right. But that is the that's that's the tracker. Oh. And so yeah, it's not 50%. You no. can see where 50% lies. Yeah. But it's a, a small amount, but it's significantly larger than any of our other assets other than YouTube, which is to be expected. What other assets are a, a big hit? That's it. That's the only one that stands out. And it, it actually happened to be DoubleClick, huh. which is googleads.g.doubleclick.net. So maybe there... There, may, there, hey, there could be onto something. That's interesting. That's interesting. And do you see that this, when you think about asynchronous terms as far as website load time, so all of these assets up here, see how these are all in line? Yes. They loaded at exactly the same time together. Right. So that's good. Look at what happened when ad click happened on my website. Uh, Nothing else was able to load until it was almost finished. And then it loaded the rest of my assets. See that? Oh, yeah. I can picture how that so works actually out. Actually, stopped my website from loading. For like I'm picturing that on my like on my mobile phone. Yeah. When that happens, I I know that that's happening. It's annoying. Uh, I don't like that they're right. Oh. I really don't like that they're right. But we just proved it right here on Category Five TV Newsroom. Microsoft's long journey away from Intel reached escape velocity over the past week as the first traditional laptop with Qualcomm's ARM processor was revealed by Lenovo, the Yoga Six. Or C630 WOS. WOS stands for Windows on Snapdragon, how Qualcomm, Qualcomm prefers to call Windows on ARM. And since it's a Qualcomm inside, not Intel inside, it gets to call the shots. This is the second always connected PC from Lenovo to run a Qualcomm chip, but the first to run the Snapdra- Snapdragon 850 processor. Officially announced last year, the Microsoft Qualcomm Alliance always connected was created to produce chips with support for legacy x86 instructions into an arm processor which should result in full-blown windows running on devices with greater power efficiency than intel could manage how much more efficiently efficiency qualcomm says 25 plus hours of local video playback on a single charge whoa that's right this particular yoga is a smart but generic machine with a 13.3-inch touchscreen convertible display. There is an LTE modem built in, and the 2.9 gigahertz Snapdragon 850 system has 4 gigabytes of RAM. They're expensive, but Lenovo reckons that those enterprise users will pay that for longer battery life. Microsoft's last attempt to put Windows on ARM showed that most legacy applications were so deeply reliant on x86 quirks that only a subset could run, and customers didn't want a subset. Windows RT was short-lived. Yeah, was it ever? Yeah. This is why we see Raspberry Pi, Linux this, Linux that, everything's Linux on Raspberry Pi, because it's an ARM 
processor. And right. So Linux has ported Windows not so much. Right. So now they're taking a different approach, and hey, here's a Qualcomm processor that'll let us do what we want to do. Do you think that increased battery life will let people like? Do you think that that will be the draw that people will spend that much more money on? Is the if thing? If I was a trucker, yeah, I would want a 25-hour battery life. Could you imagine if you right. were going from stop to stop? How brilliant that would be, or in business. Where you know you're on the, in, out in the field and you don't have to recharge the battery except once a month. But would you tr- <laughs> would you trust it though? Like, here's the thing. So I just got a boogie board. Yeah. And it runs for one week without charge. Is that what they say? And that's what the air quotes mean. I've never tried to run it one week without a charge. You've never ever. I've just never done it. I mean, I just got it, but... You're just so used to having to charge your phone. I just charge everything I own as often as I can, Mm -hmm. assuming I'm not going to ruin the battery by charging it. How often am I playing something for 25 hours and not... See, that's the thing. And I look at my, my Bluetooth headphones, for example. Right. And with that, they claim... 19 hours battery life. Right. So you think, well, when are you ever going to listen to music for 19 hours? Right. But 19 hours of battery life to me means two weeks of listening to music for about an hour every night while I clean dishes or do things around the house or work on my computer. Do you wait till they die before you charge it, though? I don't always, but I tend to get that notification on my Bluetooth headphones. It's a battery low. You and I are different in that regard. I will let my gas tank run to empty before okay. I fill it. Okay. But my battery life for my thing. So like, that's why I read this news story and I thought, okay, yes, it's great. Except that for me, the battery life isn't that much of a big, like it's not that big of a deal. I'm never not around power. I can always okay. juice it Fair up. Enough. Fair enough. Right? Right. But isn't so that's not a selling point for you, right? It's not that I. It's not that I'm not impressed and I'm not excited about this. It's just that I wouldn't pay more for it. I'm excited about it, and but 25 hours of video playback. Think about like like how now this is a laptop, so it's not something that you're going to put into a weather station. But think about that, like the uses for this, or or think about medical, right? Being able to put it on a cart in a hospital. And wheel it around, and it suddenly sounds brilliant. Now right. we don't have to have wires going to this machine that's powered by this laptop. Not that you would, but I mean, it's that's pretty brilliant. It's and brilliant, actually. Wise, yeah, the fact that you know my laptop, I've got this ginormous battery sticking out of the butt end of it, so that I can get four hours of battery life. Right, nine cells of juice. It's heavy on the back end, but it gives me four hours of battery life, which I'm very happy with. 25 hours, I would never have to charge my laptop because as soon as I set it down at home, it goes onto the charger. Right. So I would never have to perceptively, oh no, my battery's low, I've got to plug it in. I would never have to deal with that again. Just, yeah, out of your mind. Yeah. Cool. Never an issue. Never an issue. Uber says it plans to focus more on its electric scooter and bike business and less on cars, despite the fact that it could hurt profits. Uber CEO Dara... I didn't make up the name, but I did write it into the teleprompter, and I apologize. I know. Okay. We're going to say Dara Kashanovsky. Kashin- no, I'm going to get this right. Are you? Kosh Hi. Dara, Dara... Dara Kostrovskaya. Anytime you say it, it's Dara. Dara. Just go with it. Says, during rush hour, it is very inefficient for a one-ton hulk of metal to take one person 10 blocks. He believes individual modes of transport are better suited to inner city travel. He also forecasts users would make more frequent shorter journeys in future. The ride-sharing firm has invested a number of bike firms in in the last year. Its jump electric bikes are now available in eight U.S. cities, including New York and Washington, and will soon soon launch in Berlin as well. It also teamed up with Lime, an electric scooter company, while forging deals in other areas such as public transit and freight. Dara admitted that Uber makes less money from a bike ride than from the same trip in a car, 
but said this would be offset as customers use the app more frequently for shorter journeys. He says, we are willing to trade off short-term per unit economics for long-term higher engagement. He also acknowledged that Uber drivers could lose out from the plan, but said over the longer term, drivers would benefit from more lucrative, longer journeys. Uber, which lost $4.5 billion in the last year, is under pressure to improve its finances ahead of an anticipated public listing. Revenue from its taxi business is rising, but the cost of expansion into new areas such as bike sharing and food delivery has meant losses have grown rapidly. Regulatory pressure is also threatening growth in some markets. This month, New York voted to impose a temporary cap on new licenses for ride-hailing vehicles to tackle congestion, while the mayor of London has said he will seek similar restrictions. Okay. I've seen these scooters, like, around the cities and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. I love this. Mm -hmm. Um, I applaud Uber for doing something that maybe doesn't make sense as far as profit goes, like... Or is it long-term? Is it like Amazon saying, we're not making money just yet, but we will. And when we do, it'll be 2018, and we will be the biggest commerce store in the universe. Right. Right? Yeah. They knew it. Uber is smart. Like, I really like this. And to tell you the truth, I mean, you don't need a driver to drive you from... Oh, sure. One, you know, oh. like you just don't need that from here to there if it's, you know, three kilometers Sasha, or five kilometers. I have a half hour lunch. Right. Okay? I get a half hour lunch every day. Yeah. And that's enough time to have a sandwich. Yeah. It's not enough time to walk to the coffee shop that's on the corner. Right. But wouldn't it be nice if I could just, oh, there's that bike and it's a scooter, an electric scooter. Right. right? So now I can all of a sudden take this scooter to that corner get myself a lunch and then take the scooter back and park it on the road like not on the road but near the road yeah where someone else can grab it exactly i like that idea so it makes sense for that use case i'm not going to hail a taxi for that no not a chance because it feels kind of wasteful like it's important if i need to go to the airport yeah i would i would get uber to drive me to the airport but i like i don't need anything more than an electric bike or a scooter to get from oh getting around town and getting past the traffic and stuff yeah i mean i just are allowed like to you know they're bikes they're bikes you can do it yeah whatever Yeah. yeah Drive it along the boardwalk, whatever. Uber Eats is another thing that Uber's getting into. Same idea, yeah. right? Food delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just a simple way, like that maybe they're not making a ton of money on it, but it's a simple way to diversify. Sure. And it's it feels a little bit I don't more responsible. I don't it feels responsible. You I like the hey, this is greener aspect. I I can sense that. Yes. And <laughs> I like that, but I don't feel like that's their motivation. That's not their... This is why I'm, I'm trying not to say it, even though it's really in my heart. For me, it feels environmental. I know for them it's pocketbook or, or something. But I'm... Or strategy. He- right. I'm hearing environmental in their message, but that's not... Right. Pre- like, they... They could have appealed to me by saying, listen, this will save the world. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I will ride an e-bike. No more. I did just buy no a car. More, but <laughs> yeah, fumes. And- if this had happened five minutes earlier, I would have not bought my car and I would have just taken an e-bike oh, from Uber. To live in a place where you can do that? I know. Here in Canada, like it's just, there's nowhere in Canada that that's possible. Right. My- I mean, maybe a snowmobile up north. And that could be your year-round transportation, but... My my sister, before she became a midwife, she was using zip cars in Toronto. So it's it's a car same sharing kind of ride yeah. sharing idea right. so it's exactly the they same as what uber is saying like yeah. you park in a public lot and you just go in and i don't know how you do you tap your thing and you have the car for as long as you need it mm-hmm. now because she's now a midwife and people have babies at crazy hours she needs to have a car of her right. own but yeah. like they that, don't like women giving birth in a zip car no, not there it's they not pr- ideal they shy away from that but this is the idea that Uber has, right? Like, just make transportation accessible to everybody in a way that is not so out of pocket and so bad on the environment, right? Right. Done. Okay, so other flip side, thinking along that vein, who, yeah. who is this beneficial to? Not just the person who wants to grab a quick bite at lunch that's working 
downtown, but um, think about the inf- not the not the infirm, but people who have mobility issues. Right. Right. So I may not be I may not be able to go for a jog, but I can make my way to a scooter and safely drive a scooter. Right. And take it to the store and take it back or exactly. whatever I want to do or go, go to the family doctor, or, right? Like absolutely. your doctor is probably what, like a half an hour walk or like a four minute scooter ride. Yeah. Right. But if so, you, you know, if you've got mobility issues, then it just makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. I love it. There's also smart for Uber probably to cut out some of the drivers. Not that the drivers of Uber are bad, but it's just, it's a tricky Doesn't game to play with. Doesn't feel like a, we used you to build this thing up and now we don't need you anymore. And I, know. I don't want to leave it at that, but it's, but also I kind of like it. Yeah. I know. I'm that person. Okay. We won't leave it at that exactly, but I just feel like you She's might have some bad experiences, folks. No. So where are you going? No. Going? I just think if you can cut out that extra person, you can okay. save a lot of cut trouble. Costs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Scientists have for the first time used gene editing to treat Duchenne muscular dystrophy, DMD, in a large mammal, a significant step towards effective treatment for people with the disorder. The condition, which has no cure, leads to loss of muscle function and strength and ultimately an early death. But in a study on dogs, scientists were able to partially restore the key protein people with DMD cannot make. They hope in future to test the technique in people. Duchenne muscular dystrophy, DMD, is the most common fatal genetic disease in children and almost entirely affects boys and young men. Children born with the degenerative disease have a genetic mutation that stops them from producing dystrophin, a protein that is vital for muscle strength and function. The same disorder also occurs in many dog breeds. Using the CRISPR gene editing tool, scientists were able to restore dystrophin in four dogs that had the most common genetic mutation seen in DMD patients by making a single strategic cut in the faulty DNA. This was done by injecting the dogs who were one month old with two harmless viruses that edited the genome of the dog in the cells of the muscles and the heart. Scientists have estimated that 15% or greater improvement is needed to significantly help patients. Within several weeks of the edit made in the dogs, the missing protein was restored in the muscle tissue throughout the body, including a 92% correction in the heart and 58% in the diaphragm, meaning the main muscle needed for breathing. Richard Piercy, professor of comparative neuromuscular disease at the Royal Veterinary College, said the ambition is to show that this is safe and effective in dogs and then move on into human trials. That said, they also hope the treatment will be used to help dogs afflicted with the disorder. This is the first time the technique was carried out in a large mammal. The proof of concept study raises hopes that CRISPR can ultimately lead to more effective treatments for DMD. This isn't a cure, but Darren Griffin, professor of genetics at the University of Kent, said this work represents a small but very significant step towards the use of gene editing for DMD. Any steps towards significant treatment regimes can only be good news. Dr. Kate Adcock, Director of Research and Innovation at the charity Muscular Dystrophy UK, said the next step will be to conduct larger, longer-term studies to see if the gene editing approach does help to slow the progression of the condition and improve muscle strength. Wow. Huge. It's a a tough scenario because (laughs) it's like it's testing on animals which I'm not really all for, but the, it's like... When done right, it cures the animal. Like this is, what they're doing is they're creating viruses that when injected into a living thing goes to the DNA that it is basically programmed to go to and modifies it. Exactly. That's mind-bending. And and so, you know, why is it on a tech show? It's like the technology is so far beyond the little circuits and bebobs and, and diodes right. and now is at the molecular and atomic level. It's just, but it's still technology. It's astonishing. Exactly. So I don't love the idea of gene editing in the wrong hands. Okay. I don't. Fair enough. 
But let's put that aside for a second because this is a good news story about uh, curing, not curing muscular dystrophy, but like fixing it once it's happened. Dave's brother, Dave's older brother, who was like 17 when Dave was born, so like almost a father figure to Dave. His name was Tim and he had cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. So he died at way too early in age. I never got to meet him. He was amazing. A great artist, a huge personality. He really shaped who Dave is in a large part. Cystic fibrosis doesn't have a cure. But CRISPR gene manipulation right now that they're not even working on that i'm sure right now but if they can do this they can do that and that means that in future somebody who has a family member that has some sort of irreversible degenerative disease something that's going to lead to an early death that it really does not need to can actually like save lives and then ripple effect save entire like the world would be a such a better place if tim was in it it's the world is still good but I heard it said that, and I don't know the actual number of characters within our DNA and the genome, but that you can think of DNA as being just a series of letters. Right. If something is misspelled, this technique is simply autocorrecting it. Right. Spell checking it and fixing that spelling error. And by doing that, it's correcting whatever the underlying issue is. So you say it's not a cure, but it's kind of miraculous. It's kind of amazing that, yeah, like in the in this test case, it's and, a pretty huge, significant difference right. in these animals. And if it can go here, where else could it go? Like the I think the like the BRCA one gene that causes, you know, breast cancer if you have it, right? If if they could test for it, and then. If you're born, if you're born with the BRCA1 gene, if they could use this technology, right. and yeah, if it's genetic, and they can just fix it, right? These are people that are loved that we can save using this technology. It's amazing, and it's reality. Yeah, like, this is not sci-fi anymore. Right. It was when we were kids watching this on movies and stuff, and now it's actually yeah. something that they're figuring out. Right. Which is pretty exciting. And my hopes are that this is going to end up being the technology that isn't, that doesn't divide people. I want it really to bring it, everyone together. Right. Do away with genetic disorder. Exactly. You know, like Star Trek. Yay. <laughs> no disease. Exactly. Yeah. Big thanks to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us this week. Thanks for watching the Category5.tv newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Rickman. And I'm Robbie Ferguson. It's been great having you here this week. Thank you for joining us. And we're looking forward to seeing you again. Same time, same place next week. Exactly. Take care.